Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. I think the biggest thing is leave your entitlements home. Welcome to the Engaging Mission Show with Brian Ensminger. We are bringing missions home. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, disciple makers, and church planters as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. Like us, they are ordinary people who serve an extraordinary God. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Brian Ensminger. In this week's episode of the Engaging Missions Show, we're going to talk about an opportunity for you to go and see what God is doing. Part of what I want to continue to provide for you are opportunities to connect, to give, and to go. As you hear stories, as God continues to stir in your heart, I just want to make sure that I'm providing you opportunities to do that. As we talk today, we're going to share how a vacation can shine the light on God's astounding creativity, how God can use travel to widen our perspectives, and one way that a for-profit business can and is intentionally providing resources and connections for Christians who are doing amazing things in other cultures. Now, I do want to mention that Tony and Carol of Nateo Tours do have a trip that's coming up at the beginning of 2017. We're going to give you the opportunity to connect with that if you want to, although I think this is going to be valuable whether you want to go on that trip or not. But if you do find it interesting, and if you register before the end of September 2016, there's an opportunity for you to save up to $150 off your registration. So you'll want to make sure that you listen to the end to find out how that is. Show notes will be available at engagingmissions.com slash Niteo. That's N-I-T-E-O. With that, we're going to get into this week's episode. All right, let's get started. Today, we have a really special treat. We're going to talk about what's called a vision trip or an experience opportunity. This isn't what we would think of as a normal missions trip, but it's something that's really important. And it's so important that I have two people on the line. We first have Tony Hedrick, who's been on the show before, back in episode number 112. That was November of 2015. But he brought along with him Carol Gorberg. And we're going to talk today about Nateo Tours. This is an extension of what I'm really hoping hoping to bring you as the listener, another opportunity that you can connect, you can give, you can go, another way that you can be involved in God's mission on the earth. And quite frankly, I think this is something really cool. So Carol and Tony, welcome to the shore. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you on here. I don't do a whole lot of interviews with more than one person, so this is going to be interesting. As Before we started recording, Carol, we talked a little bit about what Niteo Tours is about and why, why it's important. Do you mind sharing a little bit with us about what you're hoping to accomplish with these? Sure, absolutely. I, I am very excited about Niteo Tours. Uh, the word Niteo means to shine. And we have two purposes through Niteo Tours. Number one is to give you an awesome 
vacation or trip experience that shines the light on the the vast culture that that God created. I, I often tell people, you know, God is too big to be contained in any one culture. So he expresses himself in so many different ways. But the other purpose of it is to help support people who are shining God's light across the, the world. And so one of the ways we do that is we take people on really nice vacations. Uh, you've heard of missions trips. This is not a missions trip. But we take people on really nice vacations with excellent hotels, great food, great service, private guide. But we network with people who are God's light in different countries so that when we take people to a cultural point of interest, we are supporting those Christians, those local Christians with our vacation dollars. So our guides are Christian. They're, I just tell people, you know, just by virtue of taking a vacation, you are, you know, helping a village in Vietnam, you're helping a children's home in northern Thailand, or a summer camp for kids in Guatemala. Those are all things that you do when you take a vacation through Nateo Tours. That's really cool. And you know, there's one thing that I kind of want to hit head on because I'm sure that there are probably a few people who would listen to this and their first thought might be, this is just another company trying to make a buck. But that's not what led to this. Can you share a little bit about why Nateo's Tours even started? This idea was not our idea. We actually had three people who are working overseas in, in ministry who approached us and said, you know, we want different ways to to help support ourselves and supplement our income, not in any ways that compromise what we're doing on the field. And so we started praying about it and talking about it, spent probably a couple of years planning things and setting things out and talking and networking with people. And so the reason this company started is for the express purpose of supporting people overseas. So it is a for-profit company, but the profits are intended to dump back into ministry. So there's a couple ways people benefit. Number one, if they're directly involved in helping us in one of the countries where we take tours, uh, we might pay them, like if we visit a coffee farm, coffee plantation in Guatemala, and the, the owner happens to be a Christian, we will pay him for that. And that's one way that we can help him out. But also what we make, we also take a percentage of that and dump it back into ministry. That's cool. And, and as I, I guess as I think about other tour countries or tour companies, rather, there's probably a wide range of different kinds of things that people can do on a vacation. But Nateo is a little bit different. Do you mind sharing a little bit about the depth that you go into, the, the cultural experience? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as my friend Tony says, a lot of tours uh, cover the big, the big highlights. They kind of walk into you, you, you picture like a double-decker bus and people pour out for 15 minutes and take a couple pictures and get back on. But we're so much more interested in exposing people to local culture and hands-on experiences. And we do that through a lot of the local connections we have. So I'll just give you an example. In Thailand, for instance, you can go to the Grand Palace and some of the more famous sites, and we do take people on those. You know, it would be a shame, for instance, to go to Italy and not visit some of those famous sites. But what an opportunity to open people's eyes to the way Italians really live or the way Thai people really live. One of the places in, in Thailand, for instance, is just a very simple park 
where you walk in the door and, or excuse me, you walk in the front entrance and there are little tiny baskets of eggs everywhere. And you wonder, what on earth is this for? And come to find out, people take these little baskets of eggs and they travel to the back of the park and there's a hot spring pool. And they boil their eggs there and then they all sit down and they have a picnic. Well, when we went there, it's not the kind of place where a lot of tourists would come, but it's a place where you can sit down and say, you know what, this is what the Thai family does on their weekends. This is a way I can experience culture in, in a way that highlights don't cover. That's cool. So you've talked a little bit about Italy and Thailand. What other places do, do you go with Niteo Tours? We go to Italy, of course, and Thailand and Guatemala, Croatia and Slovenia and Vietnam. And we are doing exploratory trips in Belize, Costa Rica and Mexico as well. So those five countries, however, are, are the ones that are set into place. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Now there's, there's a reason we have Tony on the call and not just Carol, because there's a tour coming up in, well, early next year. And so would one of you, maybe Tony or Carol, like to share a little bit about this opportunity that's coming up? I can maybe talk about the different kinds of tours we do. And then Tony's tour is unique to that. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. We, we might have tours for, you know, an individual couple can sign up, whether it's for their honeymoon or a family reunion. We also do school groups. We customize school groups, but we also do customized trips. So we might do a tour for a group who's focused on a food tour. And Tony's is one of those customized trips, and his focus is a vision for Italy. And so I'll hand that off to you, Tony. Oh, boy. Well, I've been, you know, I think you know, Brian, I mentioned on the last time I was on air that Mm -hmm. I've been there 40 times. This spring coming up, May 17th. Uh, May 2017, it'll be my 41st time. Wow. And my trips aren't short, you know, they're not like five days. Mm-hmm. They're usually like two, three weeks or so. So over time, I've become pretty uh, accustomed to what it means to live in Italy. I know all of the underbelly of, it's not just the beautiful sights that I know about, mm-hmm. but I have gone from the top to the bottom. So I've seen all parts of it from, uh, I haven't been to Sardinia, but I've been to Sicily and I've been down to Calabria and over to Puglia and all the way up to Venice and up to, up to Veneto and uh, the Veneto and all these areas I'm familiar with. So my heart is to get friends of mine and people who want to just come and, and see Italy the way I understand it and the way Don Mann, who's going to be our tour guide, understands it, and the way Francesco Arbortivi, one of the nationals who comes along with us, he understands it, is to take you first. Let me just describe for you what you're going to do. The first thing would be to arrive in Milan and uh, see, of course, you'll see the Duomo, the big cathedral in Milan, where they had the Last Supper, and we'll take you down to the Fashion District. and. I will take you to the most chaotic restaurant in all of Milan where people yell for their food and everything's written on a blackboard and people have to sit with one another. But it's the cultural experience. It's not a it's not this slick, fine dining restaurant, but the food, I promise you, the food is fine dining. No one makes fruta de mara like uh, Oscar. So I will take you to places like, like that. And then we'll go to Parma, which is the the gastronomia capital of all of Italy, and they're the place where you get prosciutto, you get parmigiano there. Yeah, that's where they make the cheese, the famous cheese, and they're known for their food. So a little bit of a foodie tour here, yeah. but we'll go to Parma along the Po River, which is not far from Milan. 
And then we'll be able to see one of the castles in the area, Torquera, and go over to one of the castles and see this marvelous, incredible castle, and then come back into the city and visit other food places. But on Sunday morning, and this is where our tour maybe changes. It's not just the Rome, not just the Florence, not just the Venice trip. But this is where it kind of deviates from other trips is that we'll introduce you to Grupo Cristiano Latino Americano, which is the Christian church that we began over 11 years ago in Parma that started out with 17 people. It's a very large church now for northern Italy of over 200 with a sister church, now a daughter church in Fidenza nearby. So altogether, it's about 240 worshipers. And while the church started out Spanish, it's now Italian. Mm. So you'll get to meet. You'll get to hear the preaching in Italian, experience a Christian church, if you want to go. And then you'll meet some of the leaders. We'll have pizza for lunch and that sort of thing. So that's kind of the thing we're doing at the beginning. We'll be going to Cinque Terre and going along the Italian Mediterranean. And I'm hopeful. I've got a friend. Does this excite you, Brian? I've got a friend (laughs) who has a sailboat. I said, I said, Emil, if you're available, would you be willing to take some people to Portofino in the sailboat and feed them on board? And they said, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It'll cost extra for that kind of excursion. But that's the very one of the very few things that cost extra for. This is an all-inclusive trip, so you're getting really good hotels and really good food. We'll go to Florence because I think you have to see the heart of the Renaissance. That's something that any visitor should see. We'll spend a couple of days there. Let me explain to those who are listening. This isn't one of those trips, like Carol pointed out, where you get on and off the big double-decker bus. We're going to give you lots of free time. In the morning, we'll talk a little bit about what you can do in the area and let you guys go and do things and see things. Just show you how to get around and do it. It's not going to be one of those things with somebody carrying a flag and you're having to follow somebody with with a flag. You know what I mean? But when we get to Florence, we'll tell you where the Medici Tower is. And some people may want to go together to it, Duomo. Go down to Academia and see the sculpture of David. Go to Uffizi. Go over to the uh, Arno River and to uh, Vecchio, Ponte Vecchio, which is the old bridge, and into the various parts of the city. It's just beautiful. And then finally, for the major part of the trip, we'll end up in some of the what they call the mountain villages of uh, of Umbria, mm-hmm. where uh, we'll do some truffle hunting. I, maybe some people might not want to truffle hunt, but it's quite fascinating. When you let the dog loose and the dog goes and finds the truffles and you dig them up, you bring them up, bring them back. They wash them and then we'll go into a kitchen of an Italian lady there who they specialize in truffle cooking and she will cook our lunch for everybody. Mm. This is part of what it is. So you're really going to be with Italian people and then we'll go probably to Assisi and meet Pastor Francini and his wife who are pastoring the church there. You'll get to meet other leaders like uh, Salvador uh, Capriti in Rome who runs a bus ministry, has evangelism through a bus. So it's it's kind of a mix of cultural informing. We'll tell you how the church is in Italy. You'll get a feel for how Christianity really is played out there. Because as I told you on the program before, uh, Italy is no longer Catholic. Many people say, oh, it's Roman Catholic, but they're baptized Catholic, yes, and they would all claim to be Catholic. But by and large, you're dealing with a, a population that have become uh, relativist, like most of Europe, uh, mostly atheistic. They still hold to the rituals of the Catholic Church, but they don't, uh, they're not necessarily engaged in the church or the life of the church or the belief systems of the church. So we'll talk all about this and give you uh, cultural informing, historical informing, langu- linguistic informing all along on the trip. 
Now, I know that's a lot to say, but I'm yeah. hurrying because I want to. <laughs> I want to pitch this. I want to say one more thing. The the girl that's going to help us do this, and I only have a few minutes before we take a break. I'm sure, but Don Mann, who is our cultural informer and our tour guide, she's not a newcomer to this. She is completely fluent. She's from Vermont, but she's completely fluent in Italian and really knows the country because she's been there off and on for 22 years. So uh, she's a great gal and a Christian gal, and you'll love what she brings to the table on this. So that's kind of, I know that's fast, but they can find out more if they want to go to nateotours.com. And it's, I think, Carol, isn't it there on the uh, website? The the trips are all there. They can see it's a beautiful website, and they can see what we offer. So it's nateotours.com. I'm right on that, right, Carol? Yes, N-I-T-E-O-Tours.com. Yeah, N-I-T-E-O-Tours.com. So, and she'll be glad to correspond with you if you have interest in some of the other trips to some of the other countries. Does that help you, Brian? That's that's kind of explains kind of what the idea is. Yeah, it does. And you know, when we were talking, I said that we'd probably take a break. If you guys are okay, I think I'd like to just kind of keep the flow of the interview going. Sure. So as I'm thinking about this, you're sharing some really, really powerful stuff. It's a lot to digest. You've shared where people can find out more, but I'm thinking, you know, who is this trip for? You know, like if somebody's listening to this, actually, before I sh- before we get to that, I just want to say to you as the listener, there's a reason we're doing this. We want you to have this opportunity. If God is speaking to your heart, we want you to have the opportunity to take advantage of this. And frankly, I want to help raise visibility for one more way that you can connect with what's going on in the world. Now, back to the question though, if somebody's listening and they're going, that sounds pretty cool, but I don't know if that's for me. How can they, how can they know if this is the right tour for them? Well, I'll just give an example from my personal life. My husband and I both grew up in the mission field. I lived in Brazil from 8 to 18, and he lived in Puerto Rico and Mexico and the Bahamas. I wouldn't have mind living there <laughs> myself, but I didn't luck out. And we've always been always involved in missions. And when we were on the mission field, our, our focus was very, it was good. It was awesome. I love what missionaries are doing. That's one of the reasons we have this com- company. But there is a globe, a broader dimension that's missing So when my husband and I were married, we went back to Brazil, where I grew up, and we took more of an overview look at the country. This is what you will get. You will get a a better sense, a better feel of what is going on culturally, spiritually across the country. And and I, I know we often categorize things as spiritual and not spiritual. So going on a missions trip and running a VBS, which I just happened to do in Guatemala, um, is spiritual, but going on a vacation is not spiritual. And, and I just have to say, I disagree. Number one, your vacation is supporting someone who, who is God's light in that world. But I'll give you another example from my own life. When we were in Italy, again, it was, it was on a vacation. We were traveling about, we were kind of looking into places we should or shouldn't go on an Ateo tour. We try every place we take our guests. So we make sure that they're getting a, an awesome experience. Um, I digress a little bit, but there's a very funny blog up on our site called The Things We Do So You Don't Have To. And my husband wrote that, and he did an awesome job. Anyway, I digress. But we were, we were in a, a small city, in the city of Pienza, and it didn't make the cut because it, it happens to be a little bit more touristy than we were looking for. 
But as we were traveling through the shops and the cobblestone streets, we came to this Palazzo Piccolomini. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And in, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and we came inside, and there was a photographer there who had had displayed all his photographs, and I started looking at them, and he spoke very good English, so he was explaining some of them to me. And as I saw, there was one picture in particular that struck me and it wasn't of any beautiful scenery picture or anything like that. It was simply of a elderly woman climbing the steps of a large cathedral. And she was slightly stooped and making her way up the steps with difficulty, kind of clutching a purse in one hand and clutching a parcel in the other. And God spoke to me so powerfully in that moment because I saw in that woman a picture of so many people in Italy who are burdened with religious laws and struggling to make their way up to God. And so I bought the picture and I brought it home for me as a reminder to pray for Italy. So there are many opportunities. God is a big God and he can He can speak to us anywhere about anything. We don't have to be doing the quote-unquote spiritual things for that to happen. Oh, boy, that's good. One of the things I think taking off on that is that one of the things I hope will happen is I lead friends and those who are interested along this trip is that they, as they encounter some of these pastors who, you know, are leading congregations of 20 or 30 people. And there are 35,000 villages and uh, communities in Italy that do not have one Bible-believing Christian. People don't understand this. There, so there are these laborers who are in these little villages and towns and uh, cities who are pretty much all by themselves working with 20 or 30 people. I'm hoping that some of our friends that we take will say, hey, I met this guy named Giacomo Lerici. He's a pastor in uh, mm-hmm. yes. and yes. I really like this guy. And they will build a relationship and begin to correspond by email. Or they don't have to send money, but just say, hey, you know what, Giacomo, we'd like to come over uh, next year and visit with you and just give you a, a couple of days off and look after your family. And so you can go out and relax and this is the kind of thing that I'm hoping will happen. I'm hoping that people's hearts will be captured because in the case of Giacomo, they've got a 22-year-old son, Gabriel, who is completely, uh, he's a complete invalid, and they've had to look after him all these years. So just to give them a break to where you say, hey, look, we're going to take care of things. You go off and you have dinner tonight. We're going to look after things. I want and hope that people will fall in love with other people. Yes, yes. And this yes. is what happens when a person travels. They all of a sudden meet somebody and their heart goes out to them and they say, I just really feel a bond, a fellowship with that person. I want to stay in touch and encourage them. And do you realize what that can do to one pastor? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book out there called Too Valuable to Lose. It's about staying power in the mission field. You know, missionaries in Europe especially in Italy, it's called the graveyard of missions because people go to be missionaries and they can't make it four years because it's so discouraged and tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they have people who say, we believe in you, we want you to stay there, we're going to try and help you stay there, that is so incredible. Think of the number of wives who are there without their mothers, without relatives, with children who don't celebrate with the family at Christmas time, how isolated they become. So I'm sure that like with my heart, I didn't intend to go to Italy, 
Mm. I suddenly came across from Croatia. I was on a, a preaching trip and I came across and I fell in love and I came back home and I resigned my teaching job at a Bible. I says, God's called me. I'm 54 at the time. <laughs> I'm 71 now. And uh, God said, come to Italy and help and come to Western and Southern Europe to help. And so God caught my heart because I met people who were struggling. I met those who were non-believers who needed the gospel. And I met those believers who were struggling to try and give the gospel to people in a very difficult culture. Because here's the deal, Brian, when a person in Italy, and this is true of most of Europe, when they become a Bible-believing Christian, they have left their cultural identity. Do you know this? Everything centers around being Catholic in Italy. And if you become a Bible-believing Christian, you're all of a sudden, you're no longer Italian because you don't think the same way. <laughs> and matter of fact, they classify evangelical Christians with Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and with other non-Christian groups. So it is an uphill battle for those people. And when you go there and you see that, you say, brother, if your hand, if your heart is as my heart, this is what John Wesley said, if your heart is as my heart, then give me your hand. And we don't make any distinctions, really, Brian. We don't make any distinctions about whether a person is a Baptist or a Pentecostal mm-hmm. yeah, or a brethren. Yeah. Yeah. or uh, apostolic, if their hearts are right with the Lord, if they are serving the Lord, if they're trying to win people to Christ, we are kingdom conscious and we're Christ-centered. We say, right. if you're doing that, then if your heart's like mine, we're going to mm-hmm. help you. Yeah. And that's another thing about what we do. That's exciting. Yeah, it's not at all, it's not all at all a, a denominally, denominationally based uh, effort. It's the goal is to help as many people as possible to see the vision for what God has for the world, regardless of their denomination. Yeah. You know, as you were sharing that, I guess I'd kind of like to go back to one of the things Tony mentioned. You mentioned that you begin to carry people in your heart. And I'm, I'm reminded of a quote from David Platt that actually I was just talking to somebody else about. She mentioned it to me that it's really easy to forget the orphan if you don't know their name or if you haven't seen mm, their face. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in my life, as I've done more and more of these missionary interviews, I find myself, my heart is now more and more with the people that I've interviewed where I begin, you know, I don't just offer up a three second prayer for them every night. Frankly, right. it's, it's not, not, I'm not super consistent, but you know, there are those times when I'm going, man, I know that Tony's over somewhere right now and I care about what happens to him because right. our hearts right. have been knit together, even in just a small way. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're hoping people will come out of this with? Well, <laughs> yeah, that, yes, I, 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 I just see so many benefits to, to this. I, I, yeah, to, to fall in love with the people, to fall in love with the culture, to have a better appreciation of the bigness and greatness of God, to come away with a sense of what's really happening in a country and be able better to pray, to be able to help people just, again, not by necessarily giving to them directly, but just by taking their vacation. We're networking with Christian businesses and Christians in country so that vacation dollars can help them. What a powerful way to help people all around. Yeah, and, and you know, what I, what I want to just tag on here is that while this is, I don't know, I think we would describe it, Carol, as a four-star event. I mean, it's not... It, you're looked after real well. It's good hotels and good food and good accommodation, I mean, you know, good travel, and we'll do all that we can to make that a great vacation experience. I tell people that it's not an expense at all. It's an investment. 
because there's an education that comes out of what we do. It's not just visual. It's not just go and do something visual. You come away with an education as to what the culture is really like. So I don't think anything in my experience, and I've got lots of university, I don't think anything is more uh, can do more to educate a person than cross-cultural travel. Mm. So I think most people would agree with that. So we've talked a little bit about the trip. Uh, Tony, you've definitely shared quite a bit about what's going to happen on the trip. One of the things I'm thinking about, we haven't even talked yet about cost. So there might be some people listening right now that are going, wow, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. Can you share a little bit about the cost of the trip and how that's all set up? Sure. That The cost of the trip is 3149 3150 and that includes all the on-ground portions. So it, complete, it includes hotels, many of the meals. We don't include all of the meals simply because there are free time when people want to go, but the majority of the meals includes all of the activities, any fees involved. It includes private transportation. You're getting double benefit with this particular trip because both Tony and Don will be going. And so some of the things that I find are most interesting is, is you can walk into a place like the Vatican or the Sistine Chapel, but it's those little stories that you hear here and there of, of real people and how they live and, and what life in Italy is really like. You know, what do they do for weddings and, and how do they view different people? And those little stories to me are, are priceless. And so basically you show up and we do everything else. You don't need to waste time looking for directions. You don't need to wonder how you're going to get from point A to point B. You don't need to wonder where you're going to eat. You just come in and enjoy. And yeah, you, won't the, need, you won't need Trivago. You won't need to look and compare no, 30. No. Uh, I just had somebody tell me the other day that, that they just went to a hotel and they said it was horrible. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, they went online and it was terrible. Well, we want to vet that first. I mean, we the places I'm going to take you to eat, I've been there. You might li- not like it, but I promise you, <laughs> it's it, the locals love it. And people who are tourists that really know food, they'll love You'll love it right. because I've done this. And so you're not just getting this kind of going blindly and having to figure out everything for yourself. Because if you've never traveled abroad, there are things that are the learning curve that really can set you off. Here's one thing. If you go to Italy and you don't convalida, you don't punch your ticket in a machine. No one tells you to do this, although I think they're doing it more now. (laughs) But if you don't punch your ticket in that machine and then you get on the train and the conductor catches you without that being punched, you're going to pay three times as much. Hmm. You don't have to worry about that. I know from experience that that's not a good experience on the train, having to pay three times more. But we know kind of what to look for, and we make we make the experience easy. It's just an easy walk into it, and that's what they'll really enjoy about it. We took a school group to um, Guatemala, and we customized a, the trip for them. They wanted it to be a third education, a third service, and a third fun. And they just were completely blown away because they didn't have to do anything. Uh, They just showed up with their kids and went on this trip and the kids were immersed. One of the kids came back and he said, you know, my experience was life changing because I was able to connect with the kids in in it and develop an understanding for their culture in a way I never had before. So you know, that's one of the things I think is a, a huge plus. Now, we are offering your listeners, if they book 
the Italy tour, the 2000 Italy tour, a vision for, for Italy, uh, by the end of September, uh, we will give your listeners, uh, $150 off the price of that tour. That's great. You know, I guess there's one thing, maybe one question I'd like to kind of address for the listeners. If you're looking at this and you're going, wow, that's a lot of money. I could be giving that money to missions. Well, my comment would be, if you're going to give that money to missions, then give that money to missions. But if the, and, and I'm being, I'm being yeah. completely transparent, but if that's money that you're going to spend on a vacation anyway, I have some relatives that every year or two, they take a trip somewhere overseas. Consider Niteo. That's all we're asking. Right, it, we're, right. we're not asking you to reallocate your giving. Right. This is, this is something right. different. Right. There, there are a lot of people, you know, in our church, for instance, where I live here in Minnesota, and they go on overseas vacations every year. It's just something they enjoy doing. And those are the people we want to say, you know what, if you're going to go on a vacation anyway, go with Nateo Tours. There are people who love to go on missions trips, but there are people who don't particularly enjoy them and they can't physically do it. Or for some other reason, it's just, you know, they don't enjoy interacting with kids or whatever, or they might have a very high stress job and they just need to get away and for some relaxation. Come on in a Teo tour. Yeah, exactly. We're not asking people to reallocate funds. Just simply, if you're going to take a vacation, consider a Teo tours. Well, you know, and, and Carol, you and I have talked, this may seem expensive, but you know, you're going from May 12th to May 24th. You begin in Milan and you end up in Rome. And that's a total of how many days is that? Uh, 12 to the fourth. That's 12 days, isn't it? Yeah. So if you took any other kind of trip, we've talked about this. And I just went to Israel. My wife and I went to Israel for our 50th wedding anniversary. We went over there. We were there two weeks. It's, it's very similar in cost. And so I, know, I don't think that a cruise on maybe a cruise ship or a trip someplace is going to be any more expensive at all than what we are. We've looked at the budget very, very carefully, and we try to make it very sensible for the kind of stays people are going to have. They're not going to have to camp out. <laughs> so it's not going to be a KOA experience. <laughs> so you're going to get what you pay for a plus, a lot of things you wouldn't normally get with most tours. So yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's the pricing is very competitive compared to other tour companies. And the other thing we do is we tend to build in a lot of experiences and activities that maybe another tour company would charge extra for. So it's kind of all included in there. So yeah, it is, is an awesome vacation. And I can say that from personal experience. <laughs> so if somebody's listening to this and they're going, that sounds great. Maybe they have some additional questions or something like that. What's the best way for them to proceed? They can contact me at carol at nateotours.com or they can go to our website, nateotours.com. It's N-I-T-E-O tours.com and just drop me a note in the comment box or if they prefer, they can email me. They're welcome to do that. Or we have a 1-800 number, 1-800-455-8170. Good deal. And we'll make sure that for those of you who are listening, all of this will be linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Nateo. Now, before I let the two of you go, I'm just, I have a couple of, couple more questions. As I'm thinking about this, this kind of thing, is this, is this the right trip for a family with young children? That is an excellent question. I would say not, not the vision for Italy tour. Mm. I would recommend someone be probably 13 or up to go on a tour like this. It's going to be, yeah, the, the pacing, everything is, is not intended for young kids. 
Well, that answers my personal question. Uh, one other question before before I let you uh, kind of tie a bow on this. As I'm thinking about this, obviously, you know, this came to you from missionaries. It's something that you're doing because you want to impact the lives of the people that go on these trips, as well as being able to pour into local ministries and things like that. If you were to look out five to 10 years, what do you hope that you can look back on and see God having accomplished in the lives of his people? Oh, so many things. Where do I begin? <laughs> I, I, I want to see people come back changed. I want to see them come back with a heart for prayer. I want to see them come back with local connections and, and a, a bigger sense of the body of Christ. I would love to see missionaries and not just American missionaries, but local pastors and believers who are in ministry and not um, be able to to have some kind of income because they we are we are paying them to either guide our tour or go to their restaurant or whatever. And I would love to see kind of an explosion of people maybe coming back from a trip like this who might not dip their toe in a missions trip, but come back from this and say, you know what? I maybe would like to do a short-term missions trip. Amen. So, so it's not, again, that short-term missions is more spiritual than the other, but I see it as a way to expose people in, in a safe way, maybe that they are more comfortable with that first. That's good. So we're just about to, to close this down. I do have one thing that I want to ask you as the listener. If this sounds interesting to you, or if you know somebody who this might be interesting to, make sure to make that connection, whether it's shooting them an email or something. Just help us get the word out about this, because I think this can make a difference in somebody's lives. Now, Tony and Carol, as as we're just about done, I'm wondering if maybe I can get one last piece of advice from Carol, because we, we heard from Tony back in episode 112, rather. What's one last thing you'd like to share with our listeners? I, I, you know, I've said it several times, but God is a big God. He's a big God. And sometimes we get wrapped up in our little world and there's nothing wrong with our little world because God loves all the little things. But when you travel, you expand your horizons and you get a worldview that's more of God's perspective. So I would, cons- I would just ask you to consider this and pray and listen to the Lord's voice and hear what he would have you do, I, not necessarily for going on a trip, but just in regards to his bigger kingdom. His kingdom is so big. I, I, I just can't say enough about, about that. And I just think that God stretches our, continually stretches our idea of what big is and travel does that. Wow, that's good stuff. With that, Carol and Tony, I'd like to say thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks to you, Brian. You are so welcome. It's so nice to talk to both of you. (laughs) You too. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Mission Show. There's a a few that have just been really on my radar lately. a couple stories that just keep coming up or we, I keep hearing other staff share about it. Um, or I see the person who it's relating to posting about it or, you know, so we're seeing, we get tagged in a lot of posts and it's our 11th year anniversary this month. So we're, we're kind of nostalgic right now as well. Um, but I think one of my favorites regarding a team member and how, or, or even just the team as a whole, there was a team, um, I think it was two years ago that went to China and this team was uh, made up of several people who have been 
year after year to the same orphanage. And it's a government-run social welfare institute in China. A lot of kids there with special needs. Um, some adoptions happening. And um, there was one little girl that had Down syndrome. And the team just really loved her and loved on her. And at the end of the trip, after they'd been talking to the orphanage director throughout the week, they said, well, what about her? What about this little girl? And they said, well, she doesn't have a file. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. I'd like to say one more huge thank you to Tony and Carol of Nateo Tours. If you enjoy international travel and have Italy on your list, consider Nateo. Or maybe if you know somebody who does enjoy international travel, just let them know about Nateo. This could be a great opportunity for you or for somebody you know to go deeper in connecting with a culture, in seeing what God's doing around the world, and also helping to support missions work. The show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Nateo. That's N-I-T-E-O. I also want to thank Tony and Carol for the incredible generosity that they have. They've given us an offer that could help you save some money off of the purchase price of your trip, and also, and I do want to mention this, provide some resources for the show. If you reference Engaging Missions when you check out before the end of September 2016, they'll give you $150 off the purchase price of your ticket or off of your tour, and they'll also provide some resources for the show. I always want to make sure that I'm being transparent because I want you to know that what you're doing does help support the show. But I also want you to know, in case you're thinking that I might just be doing this for some money or something, that we had this set up long before we knew there was going to be any ability for them to provide discounts or resources. Make sure that you stop back next week. We're going to be hearing from Autumn Kerr of Visiting Orphans. She was on the show back in the very beginning, and she's coming back to talk about some of the changes that are going on. She's also going to talk about some leadership development, and she's going to share some additional opportunities for you to go into all the world. So make sure that you stop back. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Mission Show. You can find more great content like this, along with show notes, by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. Audio editing was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studio. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.